overcast one, drizzling intermittently, discouraging excursions to the Altermarkt or the Liebfrauenkirche or other Frankfurt tourist attractions. Several hours ago the passengers had been gathered here and required to read and abide by a compendium of regulations far more restrictive than those of any ocean liner, and it was now four o'clock p.m. as this humiliating procedure dragged on. Interesting treatment for passengers paying four hundred dollars one-way passage to America. His two suitcases passed inspection, but there'd been a tense moment at the inspection table when the young Aryan customs agent had asked the author, in perfect but stiltedly spoken English, "'Are you a communist or anarchist?' And Charteris had replied, "'Are there any other choices?' This seemed to puzzle the lad, who was in the process of checking the author's passport and tickets, and Charteris had done his best to amplify. Communists rarely wear suits from Savile Row, and as for anarchists, everybody knows they can be identified by their untidy whiskers and round black bombs behind their backs, the ones with the sputtering fuses. The young Aryan was frowning now, but a trim, somber gentleman in his early forties, his greying blonde hair combed back on an oblong head, stepped forward. This gentleman is a friend of mine, said the formidable fellow, whom Chartres had never seen before in his life. The young customs agent nodded curtly as if to a superior officer, though Chartres's rescuer, despite an obvious military bearing, wore a nondescript three-piece brown business suit. As the pair of bags were tagged and stickered, a bold C for Chartres, the author was passed through. He sought out his saviour. Some passengers were pacing, others had taken seats at the linen-covered tables, and spied the gent standing by himself near an ornately gilt-framed mirror. "'Thank you,' Chartres said to the man. "'Comes in handy, having a friend in high places, doesn't it? "'By the way, what's your name?' "'Eldman, Mr. Chartres.' He extended a hand, and the two men shook firmly. "'Oberst Erdmann.' "'But my friends call me Fritz.' "'Well, thank you, Fritz, for the assistance.' Charteris offered Edman a Gauloise from a silver cigarette case. The German accepted the smoke. Charteris plucked one out for himself, then, his lighter having been confiscated by the customs agent, reached for a book of Frankfurter Hof matches off a nearby table, lighting first Edman's cigarette, then his own. "'That young man doesn't have much of a sense of humour,' Charteris said, exhaling smoke. "'You think a civil servant in a country run by a man with a Charlie Chaplin moustache might enjoy a laugh?' The sombre face creased in a smile, though the lines around the man's pale blue eyes did not tighten. "'Mr. Charteris, your wit may be wasted on this trip. Things aren't as gay as they were on the maiden voyage of the LZ-129.' The LZ-129 was the Hindenburg, and Charteris had been among the celebrities on the maiden voyage just a year earlier. Precautions had been few, tickets and passports handled expeditiously. I appreciate the advice for it. Though it's a shame, that really was a lovely void. Did we meet then, and I've somehow misplaced you in my memory? Smoke curled like a question mark in front of the German's face. We haven't met, sir, but you are, after all, a famous man. What branch of the military are you in? Or do I have the privilege of speaking to a member of the SS? Another smile creased Edmund's face. "'What makes you assume I'm with the military?' "'You and those other two gentlemen,' Charteris pointed discreetly, 
are the only passengers whose luggage was not searched, and pockets not emptied. Luftwaffe. Ah, security? Strictly aboard as observers. Oh, of the topography of France and England, you mean? Edmund sighed smoke. The current political situation makes it a necessity to avoid France and take a detour around England by way of Holland. Mr. Charteris, I hope you'll take my advice to heart. You could have been in a great deal of trouble if I had not interceded. Those uh, customs agents are S.D. officers. Charteris frowned, glanced back at the customs table. I know the S.S., but I'm afraid the S.D. is new to me. The S.D. is the S.S., the security branch. That young man you were, what's the term, ribbing? That young man has the absolute ability to forbid.